RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. To another edition of the Valor Hour. It is fight week down in Chattanooga as we get ready for Valor 86 going down this Saturday night. Camp Jordan Arena. Uh, down in East Ridge, technically, right on the uh, the edges of Chattanooga there. Got a big card lined up, and that means um, it is uh, time for uh, some uh, some preview action here. Missing uh, Greg Hopkins here tonight, so changing the um, the uh, format a little bit, if you will. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Justin Watson, as well as uh, we've got Jeff Hobbs and Torres Finney on the line joining us as well as to kind of run down this card here this uh, this weekend. Um, like I said, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to uh, run through a minute fights, uh, about four fights at a time. I'll give the rundown, then we'll go around the horn and get the takes of each of our uh, panelists here. Not necessarily uh, predictions, but uh, predictions are welcome if, if they want to throw them down there. But, uh, you know, what they're excited for, what we can look forward to, uh, and just any takes in general. Uh, again, you can get tickets for uh, the show we're about to preview at uh, fightertickswithanx.com. You can catch the uh, the pay-per-view at combatcast.tv and um, top of the card. We're going to crown a new, uh, a new champion, 155. We'll talk about that at the end, but um, the, uh, to get us rolling here, Justin, what do we got? Uh, run us off our first little bats and I'll give a, a little uh, rundown and then we'll send it around the world. All right. First up, we have uh, under 18 catch weight of 195 pounds, Muay Thai fight case, Wright, The debut out of Indi- or out of uh, diamond Muay Thai in Bettyville, Kentucky, taking on Sly Lewis, uh, debut out of a Gogi Combatives in Chattanooga. Next up, we have a catchweight bout, 165-pound tie match. Tyler Jones, 2-0 and 1 out of United Karate Studios in Dalton, Georgia, taking on Will Burnett, 2-0 out of MAMMA in Milledgeville, Georgia. Next up, we have uh, female strawweight, 115-pound K1 rules. Brittany Baker, debut out of Upstate Karate in Simpsonville, South Carolina, taking on Alexandria Betancourt. Next up, we have our first MMA fight, featherweights, uh, 145 pounds. Justin Valla, debut uh, out of independent MMA in Athens, Georgia. I'm sorry, independent from Athens, Georgia, taking on Tristan Kelly, one and oh or one and two out of high stand in Dalton, Georgia. All right, so our first little flight of fights here, this foursome, uh, we got a lot of kickboxing uh, early in the card, uh, opening it up with juniors here. And, uh, man, this would be some of the younger guys that we've had uh, uh, grace, grace the cage here uh, for, for this one is we've got uh, Case Rice. You know, he's out of Zach Fox's new gym. And that's Diamond Muay Thai in Beattyville, Kentucky. Uh, Zach Fox, you know, we've seen him around the area for years, uh, a very uh, traditional Thai fighter, and uh, he's opened his own gym there so uh you know we saw one of his students fight on primal combat a few months ago and now we'll see uh, another one of his students in case rice make their debut he's 12 years old um and uh, this will be his first fight and uh, maybe as, uh, as we, we go around the horn here after we run down this segment maybe torres can give us some more insight on these agogi guys but uh sly loose is his opponent the hometown kid from uh, from agogi this will be his first fight as well and um you know he is uh there, we've got about a five pound weight gap here with loose having a little bit of an advantage but loose is only 10 years old see so those two years of uh, you know of age uh and development you know kind of kind of wash out that that weight advantage in, you know in my eyes so uh, that'll be a really fun one to kick off the card uh, the kids always bring it especially when you got kids like this i mean i don't think there's going to be a whole lot of holding anything back um then we go to the adults uh the second fight more muay thai and um man now this is an interesting one tyler jones Coming off the first, I uh, don't want to say blemish on his record, but the first non-win, you know, last time out, he got a draw against Justin Jamar, who we'll talk about a little bit later in the card in the main event. Tyler Jones out of Bing Kikers at United Karate Studios there in Dalton, uh, looking to, to kind of rebound off of his first uh, non-win, if you will. And he's taking on uh, Will Burnett, who is um, 2-0 and out of uh, Milledgeville Martial Arts down there in Milledgeville, Georgia, teammate of Catherine Mullis, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, Will Burnett, last time we saw him was um and that's been about three months ago i guess but he won a this there's a little backstory here he won his last fight at the joe against stephen kent who is a teammate 
of Tyler Jones. So, uh, you know, uh, Tyler Jones, uh, uh, Papa, uh, Travis Jones was in the corner, I'm sure, of Stephen Kitt in that fight. So now he'll be sending his son in there to do battle against Will Burnett. If you remember Burnett, very tall and long and lanky and and uh, Kitt was very tough. He just couldn't like is like we were talking about it on commentary as one of the few shows I did commentary is like he just no matter he was damned if he did damned if he didn't because Burnett was so sharp from the outside but then you get inside and he was clinching you up so him and young Tyler Jones is going to be quite the quite the battle uh Brittany Baker and Alexandra Betancourt uh 115 pounds on this is a k1 rules it's not tie rules so there's no clinching and sweeping and and elbows and the like uh both making their official debuts but uh Miss Brittany Baker has fought in some tournament style uh the competition, of course, there at Upstate Karate with the Thompsons, uh, we would expect her to kind of have that kind of style, which has been very uh, successful for her teammates, uh, you know, in the past, like Blake Spence, who we've seen. Uh, Alexander Betancourt, we haven't seen in a long time. This is her first time doing kickboxing. She does have uh, like at least three MMA fights experience training up there at Hybrid Martial Arts um, in uh, in Kentucky. Uh, she is uh, she's, she's going to have kind of the you know the experience in competition advantage but not necessarily in this discipline and then rounding off this set our first MMA fight of the night 145 pounds Justin Bala makes his debut he's an independent from Athens used to train with a samples if you guys remember a samples from back in the day that he used to train with him but now he, he is not he's on kind of doing his own thing that tells me most likely he's going to want to strike though knowing uh, his background with a samples Tristan Kelly, one and two. Uh, we saw him last time out. Uh, not his night. He stepped up on very, very short notice to take on uh, a fellow from uh, from uh, Minnesota that had come down to fight on the last show. And he was actually taking the place of his teammate, um, Jordan Lewis, who we'll also talk about a little bit later. And he fought that fight at 170. Now he's back down at the weight that he needs to be fighting at at 145, looking to get that taste out of his mouth, represent a high stand uh, to kick the night off for three of their fighters. Uh, we'll uh, send it around the horn on this uh on this little segment guys like i said you don't have to necessarily make picks just kind of give us your take on this little segment if there's some you know more on uh more than on others then uh cool um and we'll uh we'll let it start off with uh let's start with torres here because uh, he's got he's got some insight on uh on that young slide loose i'm hoping yeah um big time on slide man uh he's an incredible kid uh this is going to be an awesome fight you know slide loose he's coming over from uh blaylock's uh imb uh, we all know about the, you know, of the uh, great late um, Chet Blaylock. He came from that gym. And, um, you know, we have a few of their guys that came over. And, man, he's one of those kids that stand out. And when his dad brought him over, his dad was like, you know, Chet been gearing him up to get him ready for a uh, a young Muay Thai fight already. And Sly has been training, you know, with a lot of our guys, with our coach Larry, which is our Muay Thai instructor. He's also been training with Chet Blaylock's son, Eli Blaylock, here at our gym as well. So Sly has been getting a lot of really good looks. And um, I have watched him film on uh, Case Rice. Case Rice, he's a he's a tall opponent. He's slightly older than Sly. You know, really good at using a lot of uh, really good at using a lot of his weapons um, really well. So it's going to be a really really good fight for Sly um, and Case. Um, on both ends of the spectrum. So to start to show off with these two guys, with these two kids like this, is a banger. And um, so, yeah, that's going to be an incredible fight. And uh, the other fight you talked about going up um, was uh, uh, Tyler Jones. I'm really excited to see Tyler Jones, you know, get back in there. Obviously, his last fight was here in Chattanooga against Justin Jamar, who was in the main event. But, uh, you know, anybody, you know, a lot of people watched that fight. It was back and forth. You know, there was, you know, some good things back and forth. But a lot of people felt that Tyler Jones won that fight. So did I um, from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, that point taken away was uh, it was it was interesting. But, you know, I think Tyler Jones is going to come back and um, prove to everybody why he, he he's still the guy he is. And Will Burner is no easy slouch, though. He's going to come in and fight hard. So I'm excited to see these two guys go at it. But, man, we got a great, great card to start to show off with. I uh, appreciate that, Torres. A lot more uh, gogi guys to dive into as we get going to get your insight on. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, I think the rule should be uh, on tonight's that Torres has to go first on all these because that man does his research on everybody already. And then with the number of gogi guys, uh, uh, he knows best. But, you know, these are a lot of new guys here, a lot of new uh, debuts. So there's really not a lot. Um, you know, I can add to it. Me personally, out of this first group of four, um, I'm definitely uh, interested in to see, like you were saying, you know, Tyler Jones not coming off a loss, but his first 
uh, non-win, if you will, um, and 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 his first non-dominance, you know, um, where he actually had some some adversity too. Uh, so for me personally, I'm excited to see how he uh, rebounds off of that. And um, you know, the other aspect of that, like you were talking about, is. Uh, you know, uh, Burnett, formerly uh, fighting one of his teammates, uh, see if that motivates young Mr. Jones a little bit too. Uh, get a little get back uh, for his boy. And then, uh, you know, aside from that, I don't know anything about Brittany Baker or Alexandra Betancourt, but man, when these young females get in, in, in the cage and, and strap on the gloves, uh, the big fat gloves, they just always seem to dig their feet in and throw down. Like just let's just stand here in the middle of the cage and put on a show. So just on that history alone of, of how uh, these females come in and compete for us, uh, that one's really, uh, really exciting for me. Justin, uh, your take on this uh, segment, wrap us up. And I always love these, uh, <clears throat> these under 18 kickboxing matches, you know, one of these kids, 10 years old, the other one, 12, getting to get out there in, in front of a, a crowd that's, um, you know, that that age, you know, is is I think uh, it's going to pay dividends for these kids as they move forward in their careers. You know, um, it, you know, these these are the kids that turn out to be, um, you know, prospects and, and world stars. So uh, that's going to be a fun one. Tyler Jones is always super entertaining to watch his stand up is always on point obviously and will barnett the time that i saw him was uh he looked phenomenal so i think this is gonna be a fun fight i think barnett's probably gonna push tyler jones and give him um give him as much as he wants in there but uh you know tyler's tyler's always a game game to go in there and, and trade it out so i think that'll be a fun fight um the girls i don't i don't know either either of these girls as well but i know upstate karate um, I know the, the pedigree that, that comes out of there. Um, so I'm sure Brittany Baker is going to be ready to go. Um, Betancourt having three MMA fights already, you know, she's, she's probably gotten most of those jitters of uh, being in, under the lights out of her. Uh, and this is, you know, only one aspect to focus on rather than all of them. So uh, could be a fun fight there. Um, and yeah, I don't know much about Justin Valla, but Tristan Kelly, like you said, last time stepping up, um, on super short notice against a guy way, way bigger than him. Um, and, you know, he, he came out there and, and did his best. So um, I look look for him to come out and try to put on a show uh, close to home. All right. Uh, let's uh, get to our next segment. All right. So bout number five, we have Bantamweights, 135 pounds. Khalil Sims, one and one out of independent MMA in Newton, Georgia, Newman, Georgia, taking on Bribbon Sullivan. Debut out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bout six is a middleweight bout, 185 pounds. Michael Coger, 1-0, independent out of Chicago, Illinois, taking on Preston Rogers, a debut uh, independent out of uh, East Ridge, Tennessee. Bout seven is welterweights. Javon Crowder, 0-1 out of Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama, taking on Richard Guerrero, 1-0 uh, out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bout eight, we have a catchweight bout, 100 or 200 pounds. Uh, Jakar West, debut out of, ind is, he's an independent from Lakeland, Florida, taking on Alex Mears, 1 0 out of Peppers MMA in Lafayette, Georgia. All right, a little bit more uh, back uh, backstory on some of these fights here at least. So, yeah, Khalil Sims uh, leading off, leading us off in this flight, 135 pound fight. Uh, Khalil Sims trained by Doug Usher uh, down there at. Uh, in, he's actually independent MMA, so I do apologize on y'all's bout sheet. He's uh, with independent MMA is his, is his team, but um, he is uh, one of one coming in uh, with uh, uh, his, cutting his teeth on the NFC uh, circuit down there in Atlanta. So you know he's been in there pretty tough. Um, and of course, Brevin Sullivan, uh, this is his first fight as, um, in MMA, but he's done, uh, you know, he's done kickboxing. He's done, uh, he's done some competitions of, uh, before he turned 18. So this is kind of a, uh, um, an anticipated debut, if you will, for a uh, young Brevin Sullivan. I'm hoping, uh, that, uh, Torres can give us a little more backstory on that. I know Brevin had trained with, uh, AKB before that. And even before that, he trained down in, uh, golly, I want to say it was Patriot MMA was the name of the gym down there that he used to be with um 
about six is a uh, middleweights Michael Coger. Uh, he made his debut a few months back for us. He he came down and we had this random fight between him and a guy from New York, and he and he looked pretty good out there, athletic guy. And so he'll be looking to to make it two uh, two in a row here independently out of Chicago, taking on another independent in Preston Rogers who is the hometown guy, man. He lives like just a block away from the, from the venue. Um, now he is independent, but he has been working some with the highest stand group. And, um, and from what I've heard, he actually trained with the highest stand group for several years. Just, uh, you know, his job has made it tough to where he can, he can get over there and train, um, you know, steady uh, to represent them. If that, if that makes sense. Uh, welterweights next about seven, Javon Crowder. Oh, and one last time out, we saw him, you know, he's rocket city. And they, they've got they always bring tough guys uh, down from Alabama. Um, last time out, he fought Craig French and they got into just a firefight, man. They were just trading in the middle of the cage. Uh, French ended up dropping Crowder. They stopped the fight. It was one of those where it was like, I don't know. It was pro- for an amateur stoppage. It, it was OK, I guess. But it was very flashy. And so, um you know, they, they were kind of calling him like that that night. So I'm not really griping about it, to tell you the truth. That I do want to say, like, Crowder was, like, in the freaking mix throwing. And it was one of those fights where it's just, like, either guy could have dropped. And so uh, he happened to be the guy that dropped that night. But definitely showed a lot of gameness and a lot of a lot of aggression. Um, and, of course, Richard Guerrero uh, out of uh, Gogi Combatives. This will be his second fight as well. He won his first one, got a submission in his first one. Um, so we didn't really get to see him stand a whole lot. Um, um, you know, so I don't really know, um, you know, if this one gets to the ground, I would assume Guerrero is going to have a fairly large advantage. Um, it's going to be probably a very um, a trepidatious uh, first 30 seconds, though, trying to get it there. So this one is a, an intriguing one. Uh, and then uh, rounding out this flight, uh, we've got Jaquare West, who is, this is his debut fight coming all the way from down near Orlando. Um, he took this on short notice. He just took this this week. Originally, it was said to be uh, Julian Serrato, who would be a debut out of the new militia MMA gym down in Chattanooga under Tom Galicchio. But he got the COVID, and apparently it's hit him pretty hard. He was trying to kick it, and he just couldn't couldn't get past it. And so uh, now Jaquare West will step in. Uh, he's a, an associate or a friend, I guess, of uh, Mr. Quentin Sims, who we'll talk about here a little bit later. But I just don't know what to expect from him fight-wise. Uh, he's taking on Alex Mears, who a uh, young man who's – I think he's only about 19. He's uh, He debuted about – golly, it feels like two years ago since we've seen this kid fight. But – he was in high school at the time, trained by Nicky Peppers. So anybody from Chattanooga area remembers all Nicky Peppers. He's a tough son of a gun. Uh, but Alex Mears, uh, you know, wrestling champion from down there in Lafayette, Georgia, uh, football player, just an athletic young buck. His debut was a win over Harrison Aiken. And then he just didn't fight again because he had, you know, school athletics. So I'll be interested to see how he's developed, uh, you know, since then. We'll, uh, we'll we'll let Torres kick it. We'll just keep rolling around with Torres first because I feel like he can give the best insight uh, being from down there, you know, and then we can all kind of play off that. So Torres, have at it, my man. <laughs> yeah. So um, overall, um, starting off with uh, Khalil Sim and Brandon Sullivan. Uh, man, this is going to be an exciting matchup to watch. Uh, Khalil Sims, you know, coming in out of NFC, he's a really wrestling heavy base guy. And Brevin, man, I mean, his his resume speaks for himself. You know, he's 13 and 1 in Muay Thai. You had a 1 0 kickboxing uh, match with a Valor already. Um, Brevin training with American Killer Bees at a really young age. You know, Brevin right now is only 19. Through, I think he's going to be 20, but he's really young. And Brevin right now, his striking, man, is on a whole nother level. I mean, man, for his age, he went down to Texas uh, uh, like two or three months. And um, he was living down there, but he had opportunity to be around some top-tier talent. And, man, he got a lot of, you know, UFC uh, striking um, good looks from UFC fighters from down there. And, you know, he came back and, man, his strike is on another level, man. And it's going to be something big to see when he gets eventually steps in that cage. But Khalil Sims is no slouch. You know, Khalil Sims already got two fights on his belt. Khalil Sims is gritty. He goes hard. He's a big time. He likes to wrestle. He will strike with you if he has to. Throws a lot of bombs. So it's going to be an interesting fight to see between those two. Um, I'm excited to see those two. Next, uh, 
uh, the Michael Coger and Preston Rogers. You know, I don't know much about uh, Preston too much uh, training at um, uh, what's the gym down there that with Jordan Lewis? Um, uh, high stand. Yeah, yeah. He high, high stand for a few years, but I think lately he hasn't really been able to commit to just the training regimen with his work. Okay, yeah, so I'm about to say because a few a few times Highston has come over to uh, Gogi and uh, trained with us, so I haven't seen him much. But I would like to say, you know, Michael Coger, you know, he's aggressive. I remember his last fight; he comes out hard, so that's gonna be an exciting fight to see. Um, the Richard Guerrero and Javon Crowder. I mean, man, that's gonna be another really good matchup. Uh, J- uh, Richard Guerrero, you know, he he shocked me. He went into his uh, first ever fight, went out there and submitted uh, his guy. But Javon Crowder, you know, in his fight, he went against uh, Frenchie, which we call Craig French, and man, he. Him and Frenchie were throwing down, you know, him and Frenchie had a good little exchange early on. But when Frenchie called him, you know, he called him really clean. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, Javon Crowder game is really associated to how Richard comes in and fight. Because Richard, he's a guy that takes uh, guys down. He used to wrestle in high school. He's a really dominant wrestler. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Javon Crowder is able to go in there and fight and go against a guy like Richard. Um, Richard Jiu-Jitsu is really is really is starting to really pay off big time. So I'm really excited to see that fight. And Javon Crowder, man, he trained down there with those Alabama guys. Those guys are tough. So I'm telling you, he's coming trying to come. He's coming to Chattanooga, put a chip on his shoulder. The last place he lost, he's trying to come back here and avenge that win because he don't think he was out cleanly as well. So that's gonna be a big time fight. And then Alex Mears and Jaquir West. Uh, Jaquir West. Uh, Jaquir West. He, they, uh, Q said that's his cousin. I don't know about all that, but Jaquin says his cousin, so that's his cousin. And uh, <laughs> Alex Mears, I know, I know a little bit about Alex. Uh, you know, Alex is a two-time state champion uh, coming out of high school. Uh, he's a really solid wrestler. Um, trained with Nikki Peppers. You know, Nikki used to train under Agogi, uh, coming from Somerville, Georgia. I think Nikki got his purple belt from under uh, some of the Agogi here teachers here. So. Uh, Alex has a really good pedigree being down there. His wrestling is going to be big for him. He's going against Jaquare, who's a boxer. See him do some backyard boxing. You know, don't know too much about that, but that's Jaquare West's background. Excited to see what Alex brings to the mix. And I think Alex can go in here and do, you know, you know, put his name back out there, you know, because he beat a tough guy in his first fight, Harrison Aiken, who's now a pro, you know, going around doing yeah. uh, professional fights. To beat that guy at a really young age, that's a big-time win. So now with him getting, you know, getting back into the MMA scene, eventually graduating high school, it'll be big for him. So I'm excited to see how this matchup plays. So excited to see Alex Mears um, in this upcoming fight. Hey, really good insight on that stuff, uh, Torres. We appreciate that. We'll go to Hobbs. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I hate to be that guy that says, you know, still don't really have a lot on these guys. Um, but uh what stands out to me most, uh, again, looking back at that last Crowder fight, if he fights that way, uh, again, this Friday night that he did his last time he was in Chattanooga, it's got to be exciting. Uh, I love the just balls to the wall, uh, gun slinging, and just, you know, let's gamble. One of us is going to hit first, and and I'm willing to step in there and, and swing for the fences, kill or be killed. And I love that 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 uh, that mindset. Um, going back up though, Brevin Sullivan, hell, I was already excited about that kid, but even listening now to his hype man, Torres, uh, uh, give us the rundown on Brevin. Uh, it's really got me even more excited to see him, um, you know, fight. Um, aside from that, you know, Jaquare, I mean, at 200 pounds, if this is Quentin's, uh, uh, cousin, uh, you know, Quentin Sims is a, is a scrappy dude already. So if this is a 200 pound Quentin Sims, um, you know, it, he could be exciting. But at the end of the day, man, this, uh, Alex Mears, any guy from Peppers is, uh, is, is tough, man. And with his uh, grappling pedigree and background, um, it's going to be tough for this independent guy from Lakeland, Florida coming up here uh, to have to handle that kind of, uh, you know, wrestling uh, prowess and background. It, it's going to be tough because I'm sure Alex is going to go to his bread and butter. He's going to take him down. He's going to, you know, smother him and try to get that TKO. So, um, so all in all, you know, Sul- uh, Sullivan, Crowder, uh, mirrors uh, for this crew right here are the ones that I'm excited to uh, see how they perform. But uh, that uh, Guerrero and Crowder fight could be the uh, one of those sleeper fight of the nights if uh, if uh, they give us what uh, we think that those two can give us. Yeah, I've kind of got that one circled myself as one to watch out for. Uh, Justin, wrap us up on this segment. 
Damn, I don't know uh, what I can say after you three assholes just broke all these down <laughs> so well. Um, definitely looking forward to, to uh, the first one, Khalil Sims and Brevin Sullivan, you know, um, maybe a battle of styles uh, in the, in that one. That'll be fun. Obviously, Brevin is uh, a kid that, that a lot of people think highly of, and Khalil's no bitch. I mean, to come in there and fight on your debut against a guy who's, you know, put in the work and, and been doing it for a while, he's not taking just a slouch off his first match, so... Um, that'll be fun, man. He's testing himself for sure. It's a good, good deal. Michael Cougar, I remember uh, when that kid came down last time. It's going to be uh, interesting in Preston Rogers' hometown if he's sold any tickets. Uh, if he's not training anywhere, or, I guess is that the one you said that was uh, high stand some? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I well, think he's still. I think they're going to corner him. They're uh, they're just not going to claim it. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes it. Maybe that'll make it a a closer fight then. Um, but Michael Cougar, I mean, you know, even though he's independent, making that drive down here from Chicago, uh, he's putting in some work somewhere and, and uh, get himself in shape at least and uh, coming to fight. So that'd be fun. Rocket City guys always put on a show. It's one of my uh, favorite up and coming teams right now. Just like the old shoot a box team. I mean, it seems like they're in the gym just going to war. And then when they come out, that's exactly what they do. I mean, they're they're not they do not shy away from a gunfight. Um but with Richard Guerrero's wrestling, uh, you know, a, a well-timed shot early could make it uh, a pretty, pretty long night for Crowder. Um, so it's kind of will depend on his wrestling defense, I would imagine, uh, if he's been been getting the work in there. Um, Jakar West and uh, Alex Mir obviously don't know anything about Jakar West, but um, you know, anytime that, uh, that that you're an independent and you're fighting a guy with some experience it's always um you know you're always at a disadvantage and when you're fighting a guy with the type of pedigree that alex Muir has it's a whole nother thing so um i hope jakar west is, is ready and uh in shape and uh, i think that'll be a fun fight next up uh starting our next sex segment about nine we have featherweights 145 pounds neil mccomb a debut independent from rossville georgia Taking on Quentin Sims, two and one, a Gogi Combatives in Chattanooga. Next up, about ten welterweights, 170 pounds. Stephen Kent, a debut from United Karate Studios in Dalton, Georgia, taking on Daniel Gonzalez, one and oh, or one and one out of Hyastan in Dalton, Georgia. About eleven is lightweights, 155 pounds. Zach Neal, one and oh, from Upstate Karate in Simpsonville, South Carolina, taking on Kenny Irvin out of a Gogi Combatives in Chattanooga, one and oh. Uh, next up, we have a catch weight at 140 pounds as Jalel, uh, Joel Winters, 2-2 two and two out of AT&T Team Lima in Atlanta, Georgia, takes on Jalen Harper, 4-2 and two out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga. All right, we're to the, getting into the nitty-gritty here. This is a, this is a nice run. Uh, Neil McCombs uh, taking the place of Jonathan Freeman, who was originally set to face uh, Quentin Sims. Uh, McCombs, uh, this first time around at Rossville, man, I don't really know what to expect. I think he's he's a street fighter type of brawler. Said that he really wanted to give this a shot, see, uh, show what he could do. Uh, taking on Quentin Sims, of course, two and one. We've seen him several times now out of a gogi. Um, now, t- now the, the catch on this one here is uh, yeah, Quentin typically he's fought at 135. Maybe even uh, could could ply his trade at 125. Uh, McCombs coming into this probably walking in about 140. We've got it listed as a featherweight fight with a gentleman's agreement to be as close to 140 as we can. Uh, so uh, we'll see if the size uh, plays a difference here at all. But you know, Sims looking to bounce back off after his first loss, uh, which he showed a lot of gameness, a lot of heart in uh, in a loss to Nick King at the Underground. But really, kind of impressed me just with his ability to get out of some really bad spots and, and showed a lot of fight in that one. So I'm sure he's looking to get back on the, uh, on the, on the, the left side of the, the win loss column uh, against McCombs here, even though he may be giving up some size. Uh, and then we've got uh, the next one should be very much a, a contrast of style. Stephen Kent, if I'm not mistaken, now I could be wrong, but I don't recall anybody ever doing MMA out of uh, the United Karate Studios. I, to my knowledge, this is the first time we've had anybody do MMA. So I'm very, very excited to see uh, what Stephen King can do last time out uh, on the losing side with Will Barnett. He showed a lot of gameness, a lot of heart, uh, a lot of grit, didn't didn't quit, even though he was he was getting uh, touched up in there pretty good. He still kept coming forward and throwing. So we'll see if uh, this being an MMA fight makes any difference against Daniel Gonzalez out of the high stand uh, group down in Dalton. Last time out for 
him in the last Chattanooga show, he got a an ankle lock victory over Eric Lewis. That was a had a little bit of controversy to it, if you guys recall. But you know, Lewis is a guy that's gonna want to grapple. He's gonna want to get it to the ground, and when he does, he's he's very dangerous. So you know, it's gonna be. Can, Lou, can Gonzalez get Kent down? And I expect Kent to be the bigger man at this fight being at 170. And Gonzalez fought at 55 typically. Um, you know, if he can get him down, he's going to have a major advantage on the ground. If he can't get him down and stay standing, then, you know, I would imagine the uh, the striker from United Karate Studios has the advantage. Uh, 155 up next, Zach Neal and Kenny Irvin, two undefeated guys, both 1-0, both from great teams. Uh, Zach Neal out of uh, uh, Ray Thompson's Upstate Karate there in Simpsonville. We know they're always tough, very good strikers. This guy's a very gritty, uh, scrappy guy. And then uh, Kenny Irvin, who we uh, saw make his debut a few months back out of a gogi. Tall, lean, uh, lanky uh, for the for the weight class, and he's kind of more of a technical fighter, uh, you know, than, than Neil has looked like so far. But Neil, very scrappy, and we know coming from that upstate karate, uh, Jimmy's going to be prepared. As will Kenny Irvin coming out of a gogi. That is another one I've got circled. Potential fight of the night, and then rounding out this uh, this flight here, 140 pounds. Uh, Joel Winters, who we've seen many times, takes on Jalen Harper. We've also seen many times. This is, both these guys may are they headed down to 135? I'm not sure, but we're doing this at 140 at that halfway mark. I know Winters is wanting to go to 35 next, and uh, you know, so he settled at 140 here. Both these guys uh, coming off losses. Uh, Winters last time out, uh, dropping a title fight to Andrew Sturdivant. He's been in there tough, man. Like his losses are to Sturdivant and um, and to Garrett Sharp. So you know those are those are tough guys. Winner's been in there with very tough dudes, and he's an, you know an athletic guy. Always always brings it. Uh, Jalen Harper also athletic guy. has been in there with tough dudes. Uh, you know uh, lost last time to Marjorie Kirby, who you know we've been high on here on the podcast. So you know he's looking to get back on the winning track as well. And at four and two, uh, you know a win here puts him in uh, into some bigger fights. So uh, I'm excited for this little this little up here we'll let uh, Torres kick us off yeah so um you know starting off with us uh Q Quentin Sams and Neil McCombs so with these two guys you know it's going to be really interesting to see uh, you know Neil McCombs is a guy lordy you know he he came to our gym and you know he he, he said he's going to be oh, so, so you so you've actually seen Neil McCombs no no no, no. so, so this, this is the thing this is this is what makes it even funny he said He's going to be he's going to become the Eminem of MMA. He's never trained at our gym. No, he's oh. never trained there. <laughs> but he said, you know, he's going I'm going to be the Eminem of MMA. I'm going to be the GOAT. Um, I'm going to He said a lot of things. It, it was really <laughs> It was confidence is high. Yeah, his confidence high. So he <laughs> thinks he's the greatest of all time. It's so it's so fun. I mean, he even sitting Quentin Sims his his highlight tape of him, you know, sparring in the backyard, you know, on a tree. And he said, uh, you know, you better watch out. <laughs> so, so I, I uh, this is uh, this is going to be a fun fight, you know, between these two guys. You know, Quentin Sales coming off a loss. Uh, so Neil McCombs coming in, you know, with a lot of confidence, you know, to be a debuter and an independent. So it's going to be really interesting to see how he comes in. But it's also going to be really interesting to see how Quentin Sales bounces back, you know, um, off his uh, upcoming, his past loss, which was a really uh, tough opponent from the beginning. Um, the next fight, uh uh, Stephen Kim and Daniel Gonzalez. You know, I know a little bit of Daniel Gonzalez. You know, he has come here and trained a few times at High Instant. Uh, Stephen Kent, you know, he coming out of that gym with Tyler Jones. Like you say, we don't really see them do a lot of MMA. I think, like you said, the first time doing MMA. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a former high school wrestler, so it's going to be really good. You know, those High Instant guys are really good on the ground as well, work a lot on their wrestling as well as jiu-jitsu. So that would be two really interesting styles. Really would be good to see who comes out on top of the feet, but you think you would give that slight advantage to Stephen Kent, you know, being there with Tyler Jones and all those guys. So it's going to be really fun to see how that matchup uh, plays out. But yes, more of my fight of the nights as well is Zach Neal and uh, Kenny Irvin. Uh, Irvin, I mean, man, Kenny, uh, he is a phenomenal talent, really athletic, man. The man can do a lot of great things on that mat, especially striking. Uh, Zach Neal, though, coming from that uh, upstate karate, you know, the, the training that he gets down there with those uh, with the Wonder Boys and uh, Zach Neal, man, he, he's tough. He's gritty. He looked like he used to be, he used to be a former uh, wrestler, high school wrestler. 
So that'll that'll play into his uh, advantage slightly. But Kenny, man, he's been constantly rolling on that jujitsu mat, constantly working on his wrestling, constantly staying sharp on his striking. He's really technical. Zach Neal with that karate stance is going to be really fun to see how these two guys' styles contrast against one another. I think Zach Neal is going to be really it's going to be really exciting to see how his grittiness come because can he get gritty as well especially in his last fight he got really gritty and he's a former marine so that's gonna be really good to see those two uh tough guys go at it and then finally joel winters and jalen harper i mean joel man you know joel has had a lot of tough matchups especially fighting andrew sterner and garrett sharp two guys uh you know got pro uh, aspirations on the horizon garrett sharp already a pro uh jalen harper man he's he's the same you know jalen harper he's you know in round Balor area, that roster around that 145 that 155 area is a lot of killers around there, man. So they don't have to fight a lot of tough guys. Um, now they're finally crossing paths. Joel Winters, Jalen. Um, I'm excited for this fight. This is a big time fight. This also could be another potential fight of the night. And um, both of these guys got really quality ground game, uh, really good on the feet as well. So, man, uh, I'm excited to see both of these guys compete big time for Jalen. Big time comeback fight for Jalen and also big time comeback fight for jo- Joel as well. So decide who comes out on top. All right. Uh, Hobbs. Uh, really excited to see uh, how Quentin Sims uh, comes back after his you know first loss. We know that uh, you know prior to coming into Nashville, he he definitely had uh, title aspirations and you know was working towards uh, you know doing what he could do uh, to secure uh, a future title shot. So uh, just a, a small little speed bump for him, but you know the story. Uh, isn't always about the loss. It's it's what you do after it. So I'm definitely excited to see uh, how he comes back after it. And you know, if, if we were just sitting here bullshitting, <clears throat> you know, I'd love to hear from uh, uh, Torres on if he has seen any difference in Quentin since the loss. Um, uh, I have. Uh, he's been he's been training. Um, you know, he's been training on and off. Uh, you know, he. Got a, a lot, you know, a few things coming up in his life, but overall, he's been training really hard and he's been really coming back really hard to come in for this fight. He wanted a, a matchup and, you know, he constantly kept asking Tim, you know, I want this guy, I want this guy. I mean, this man is asking for everybody. I mean, he was going on Facebook, sending people invites like, man, I want to fight you. <laughs> you know, like he wants to fight anybody and everybody. Heck, he even told him, he told Chance, he said, Hey, Chance, we're in the same weight class. You better stay out of my way. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Q wants to literally Q fights anybody, anytime, anywhere. So well, he got that attitude going in, man. Yeah, good to hear. Like I said, that's kind of an interesting story for me to watch. Um, I'm like you, Tim. I, I just did not think MMA was uh, uh, United Karate Studios – or I'm sorry, um, uh, Upstate Karate. Uh, I just – no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's United. Yeah, United Karate. I just didn't think that that was their thing, man. Um, so I, I'm definitely uh, interested in in seeing, you know, just uh, what they've got here. Um, but you know, just jumping down Upstate, like I said, we always know Upstate uh, and, and what they uh, what they send out of that gym, um, and going against uh, Kenny uh, Irvin. Uh, that's going to be an exciting fight. But uh, definitely Joe Winters and Jalen Harper, I think, is the crown jewel of this next group right here. Um, you know, it, it's that's a top tier uh, matchup, uh, you know, for any any amateur card. I, is Joe still El, El Chino or El? Uh, what, what's his latest? I think, uh, he is, I think he is El Chino. OK, I didn't know. I know he kind of uh, he's a, a man of many nicknames sometimes. Yes. Um, he's got that guy that comes with him with the crazy, uh, the like crazy pimp swag with like yeah. the you know the big fur coat and stuff. Wasn't he? Wasn't he the East Scorpio or East Scorpion? Yeah, yeah, he was a Scorpion for a for a moment yeah. as well. So I'll be excited. I mean, maybe he'll come out with something new. Maybe he'll break out something new for us this fight. I feel like we need like some lucha masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe just somebody drop them something. Say, hey, man, let's uh come up with something new for this Friday. Let's let's get a new nickname. You know, surprise us. Um, that, that, like I said, from this group right here, that's your uh, that's definitely your crown jewel, your main event of that group of four right there. And that, that is a high level matchup. And if Joel is going down uh, to one thirty five, um, man, I'm just you know again thinking ahead. We've talked about uh, young Nick King from Nashville MMA. Um, 
you know, at 135, that'd, that'd be a nice little matchup with oh, Joel, yeah. with Joel with some experience uh, and, and some seasoned, uh, you know, bouts. And then, you know, with uh, young Mr. King, just kind of only one and oh, but kind of on the, you know, rise here, a, a guy that we're, you know, really wanting to look at a second time. That could be a, a nice little future matchup, too. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Justin, wrap us up here. I have some fun ones here. I'm uh, not sure what the uh, the Slim Shady of, of MMA um, means, really. What, what that actually uh, <laughs> means. What? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't really get that reference, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. My head's spinning on that one, but I think he, he may have taken a wrong turn when he was headed to the rough and rowdy brawl, but um, taking on Quentin Sims, it should be a fun one, man. I mean, you know, Quentin's Quentin's in there to brawl, so I would imagine that that's what this kid's going to try to do. He's going to come forward uh, just throwing wild punches, if I had to guess, and um, Quentin's down to do that, so that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, don't expect that one to, to go too many rounds. Um, Daniel Gonzalez, I've seen, you know, I, I saw him uh, at, at the Hydra Cup. Um, you know, I've seen him a few times around with, with the highest stand guys. Um, you know, seems like he's, he's got a lot of heart. He does seem small for that weight class. Um, Steven Kent, you know, obviously I don't know what their, uh, ground game is like up at, uh, United Karate Studios, but obviously that's, that's where Daniel's going to want it. Um, so we'll see, that'll be a interesting clash of styles there. Uh, Kenny Irvin is, is fun to watch, man. I, I saw his debut and, um, kid likes to, likes to brawl. Uh, Zach Neal, I would imagine is going to be, you know, prepared and uh, stand-up is going to be sharp. Uh, Joel Winters and Jalen Harper is a fun fight. Like you guys said, both these guys are um, pretty high-level amateurs um, at 140 pounds. I think both guys probably naturally are suited more for 135 pounds, um, but they're both going to be a problem there, obviously, for anybody. Um, Joel's, uh, you know, I think he's he's got a lot of wrestling prowess. He likes to uh, control control guys but Jalen's you know Jalen knows what he's doing down there and um, can get out of a lot of those tricky positions and you know with his wrestling defense and um, you know possibly working his uh, submissions in that one so that should be a fun back and forth fight uh, next up we have welterweights in the bout number 1370 pounds Riley Hanner one and two out of UFC gym in Murfreesboro Tennessee taking on Craig French one and one from Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Next up, about 14, we have flyweights, 125-pound female MMA as Greta Mars, 0 and 1 from Upstate Karate, Simpsonville, South Carolina, takes on Catherine Mullis, debut from MA MMA in Milledgeville, Georgia. About number 15 is light heavyweights, 205 as Andre Johnson, 1 and 0 out of uh, independent from Birmingham, Alabama, takes on. Zane Burton, uh, debut from Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga. Okay, uh, so this uh, threesome here, then we'll be on to the last two. Um, you know, we've got uh, welterweights to kick this one off. Riley Hanner, uh, one and two out of UFC Gym uh, out there in Murfreesboro. Uh, he's been out here in, at our show's cornering guys like Cody Stewart um, in the past. So I, I've met him, pleasant young man. This will be his first time fighting off of the uh, the, the Jonathan Ivey show circuit, though. So it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the competition here. As he takes on Craig French uh, from Agogi. Uh, we've talked about him already a little bit uh, earlier as he, he got that win over Javon Crowder in an absolute absolute just blitzkrieg of a fight showed a lot of heavy handedness uh, we saw him before that at primal combat he, he took on a bit of a, a ringer that snuck up on us in that one uh but held his own against a guy that was obviously a very very talented grappler so uh french can grapple he can strike uh he can wrestle and uh we'll see what hannah can do uh greta mars and Catherine mullis tell you what Catherine mullis has been one of the hardest girls i've ever had to match she's just graduated high school uh about to start her her college uh her college days and uh uh a very decorated wrestler from down there in Milledgeville. Uh, went to the Nationals, uh, just got her purple belt. Actually, on the very first Hyder Cup, submitted uh, UFC fighter Shanna Young. So she's very, very talented on the ground. We'll see how she can fight. 
She takes on Greta Mars. Last time we saw Greta Mars in her debut out of Upstate Karate, she took on um, a girl, Autumn Newcomb, from down uh, with the Asunsiles team at Ascension and uh, lost a very close decision. Greta Mars, a purple belt herself. So two purple belts going at it. And, uh, you know, of course, Greta's going to have that striking coming from Upstate Karate. So it'd be interesting to see if the the wrestling uh, of Mullis uh, can get her to where she's comfortable on the ground against the striking of Mars, who is not uncomfortable on the ground per se. Uh, and then rounding out this segment, uh, Andre Johnson, Zane Burton. Zane Burton originally uh, was set to fight a guy named Octavian Cohen from up in uh, from up in Ohio. Octavian pulled out, and uh, now Zane will take on uh, Johnson. Zane was uh, last seen uh, doing a kickboxing uh, about, which uh, was a lot of fun against. Uh, uh, against our man uh, uh, Antonio Holt from down in Atlanta, and that was a war, man. Those guys really banged it out. He showed a, a lot of power and a lot and a good chin as well, because Holt landed some good ones on him too. Uh, this will be his first foray into the MMA world, taking on Andre Johnson, who we don't know a whole lot about. He's one to know, independent from down in Birmingham, but this guy looks yoked. I mean, he looks like he's put together. So the athleticism is certainly there for Andre Johnson, and this is one that uh, we've got it pretty high up on the card because I think it'll be fireworks. And uh, we'll let Torres kick us off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're down to the nitty-gritty ones, man. Uh, I'm really excited uh, for this upcoming fight between Craig French. Uh, get a chance to get back in there, going against uh, Riley uh, Hanner. I think Craig is, you know, he's he's really leveling up big time. I mean, his skills are getting there big time. He's looking even cleaner and cleaner more into his fights. I looked up a few things about Riley. Couldn't find much. Um, I think... Uh, I looked on. I looked on the uh, sheet. Uh, Riley was what Jim from or Riley? He's a, he's UFC Jim Murphy's bro. So he's like Cody Stewart. Okay, okay, okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I remember he's one and two. He's a blue belt. So you know that's another big thing. You know, going against Frenchie, but Frenchie is really scrappy. And um, if anybody remember uh, Frenchie's first fight uh, on Primal Combat, he went against a, a purple belt. And, you know, he, him and that guy went at it. Two former Marines going at it in a debut. And, man, it was an exciting fight. So, Frenchie is tough. He'll come at you all the way. So, that'll be a really exciting fight to see against Riley uh, uh, Henner. Uh, now, Greta Mars uh, versus Catherine Mullis. Now, I know Catherine Mullis a little bit because uh, I trained at, at uh, a Cole Miller Martial Arts a few times when I go back home and make it. And, um, and she and I see her come. She knows a moon Cosme and uh, – and, um, Dang, and uh, uh, Jesse to James Wallace and, you know, all those boys down there and Chase Boutwell. So I, I've trained with a lot of those guys down there. Let me tell you something, Catherine, um, with her being a, a purple belt, I mean, she is a beast. And then she's a two-time wrestling state champion in Georgia. She just signed a scholarship to go wrestling college. I mean, man, this is going to be really exciting to see her get her first MMA uh, fight. I'm excited to see her. Uh, you know, Greater Mars, you know, she she's no slouch, I, I believe herself. But with Catherine has a lot of uh a lot of uh hype right behind her right now, man. And she's gonna be one of those women that's gonna be hard to beat as she grows. So I'm excited to see her get her first MMA fight. And uh Zane Burton and Andre Johnson, man, this is another potential fight of the night. Uh if anybody remembers Zane Burton's last fight, uh he fought Antonio Holt and man, was that exciting. Those guys were going at it. And be a man. <laughs> Imagine if that was an MMA fight. You know, <laughs> these guys just going at it in Muay Thai. So that was really fun to watch. You know, Zane, he's tough. He comes at you hard, man. Like I said, his mom was a former kickboxing world champion. To have that on that resume, but Andre Johnson, he's aggressive. He's a big. T- he tried to get you to the ground, big on ground and pound. Andre Johnson, he, he looked like he's strong. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Zane is able to capitalize on a lot of those things, utilizing his wrestling, utilizing his striking, keeping that thing on the feet or whatever Zane is looking forward to to do in that fight. But uh, Zane is really good on the feet and on the ground. So I'm excited to see what he's able to bring to the table against Andre Johnson because Andre is no slouch himself. Look like he's in fit. Look like he's in really good shape. I'm excited to see all those matchups big time. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, uh, I know uh, Catherine Mullis as well because I had the pleasure of trying to help Tim once um, book a fight, find her an opponent 
and uh, was not easy at all. So uh, I didn't I, honestly, I didn't even notice her name on this card until we started scrolling down. I was like, oh shit, you got a got her a fight. Um, so definitely, probably one of my big um, uh, treats for uh, this show is getting to see her, uh, you know, compete in an MMA fight. Uh, she, that uh, that Hydra Cup, you know, was uh, you know with uh, Shanna. That was um, that was impressive. Yeah. That was fucking impressive, man. Um, I can't believe. I mean, I mean, it, it it was what it was, but I just can't believe like that video and uh, you know that, that that more didn't wasn't made of how impressive yeah. that was. Um, so, you know, I, I really expected after that weekend uh, of Hydra Cup to, to see, uh, that thing shared everywhere, uh, because that was an impressive showing, uh, against who we know is a top notch, uh, you know, female competitor. So big treat for me is to watch Catherine Mosa and it'll be a big treat for everybody, uh, watching her compete. But, uh, regardless at, at Owen one, Greta Mars coming from upstate karate, um, is is not going to be a slouch uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, obviously we know this is going to be a, a style fight. We know what Mullis wants to do and where she wants to take it, and we know where Greta wants to keep it. So um, it's just going to be a battle of uh, of styles and uh, wheels here to see um, who imposes there. So definitely uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, listening to you describe Andre Johnson, are we sure that this isn't – uh, you know, the former uh, Houston Texan, uh, <laughs> you know, he, not, he looks like he could, he could be a football player. Exactly. He's not playing anymore. So yeah. maybe he just kind of slid into, uh, uh, you know, Alabama and <laughs> decided to, uh, to, to take on, uh, you know, a new sport. So um, excited to watch that guy compete just based on uh, pitcher and stats alone, man. But again, uh, two uh, Gogi guys in this uh, section of fights. And, and uh, you know, one, uh, Craig French, who has showed us in the past, uh, you know, what he's capable of and how exciting he can be. So it's going to be uh, interesting to watch both of those guys uh, compete uh, so close to home. Um, but for me, for this group of three right here, Catherine Mullis has to be, uh, you know, my asterisk for uh, for this group. All right, Justin, wrap us up. Yeah, Hobbs stole my, uh, all my talking points on that one, man. Uh, Catherine Mullis, like, like Cobb said, obviously we were all there uh, when she submitted Shannon. And, you know, just see a, a high schooler, like, go out there and take out somebody that's under UFC contract right now uh, was insanely impressive. Um, but we've seen Greta Mars, too, and, uh, you know, she's got a lot of potential and training with a great team. Um, if, if she's, if, you know, she's been, I'm sure she's been working her takedown defense uh, pretty hard. So if she's able to stop the shot, keep it a distance, uh, who knows what, you know, I have obviously I've never seen Catherine Mullis do any kind of striking at all, but uh, I know if they get to the ground, she's, she's going to be a monster there. Um, so that, that'll be an interesting one to watch. Uh, Riley Hanner, one and two out of uh, UFC gym, like you say, uh, doing most of the his stuff on on the Ivy show. Um, I don't know. Craig French is 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 a tough cat, man. I've never seen Riley Hanner before, but um, I think you know it's definitely he's definitely coming over here and and um, biting off a, a, a big mouthful. Uh, Craig French is going to bring it, and I would assume that would be a good fight. Jane Burton, Zane Burton, uh, obviously we saw him kickboxing in his last bout. It seems like I remember his comes from a family of, uh, of martial arts, um, people and, um, looking forward to seeing him in, in the MMA, uh, aspect here. Obviously he looked good in, in the standup. Like you said, he had a great chin, uh, threw hard, kept coming, was able to win that fight. Um, so looking forward to seeing what he's got, uh, in the MMA. Next up for the co-main event, we have welterweights, 170 pounds, Justin Abner, three and four out of Rocket City, Huntsville, Alabama, taking on Jordan Lewis, one and one out of Highestand in Dalton, Georgia. All right. Uh, co-main event here. This one uh, should be fun. We got two uh, 
two guys uh, that are, are very solid grapplers. Uh, Justin Abner, um, you know, three and four out of that Rocket City group. He uh, last time out it was at the last Chattanooga show. He got a win over Atticon Groves. Uh, Purple Belt uh, has been in there uh, for several years. Uh, he fought Greg Hopkins as uh, as an amateur uh, down in Rome. So uh, Abner, uh, you know, he's, he's been around the block taking on uh, Jordan Lewis, the younger of the Lewis brothers trio. Uh, wanted one last time out looked like uh, looked like a million bucks, man. And, and he's one. He's like the the young big one. Uh, and in my opinion, has uh, has the most promise of the three uh, just at such a young age and already just and he's just a hoss. He's just a hossy dude and uh, really put together um, and just a very exciting guy, uh, a guy that, that I'd like to see more active because uh, he's somebody that, uh, that could be a handful for a lot of guys. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a fun one. But both guys have great hair. Uh, we'll go to Torres first. Um, so right here, man, with Justin Abner, uh, this is going to be a real, really good fight, man. I mean, I'm excited to see Jordan Lewis. You know, I've trained with Jordan Lewis here and there, man. He's a really solid wrestler. Really, I uh, really enjoyed his last fight he had in here in Chattanooga. Uh, it was in September. I'm trying to forget. He fought the guy from uh, Alabama. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was I, me. I can't remember his name either, but uh, he was uh, he brought it, man. He was from that Ultimate MMA, and he had some wrestling in his back pocket too, from what I remember. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he was a blue belt. And uh, Jordan Lewis, I mean, he finished that off with a with a teeth, you know, a push kick, push kick to the cage from the middle of the ring. It was incredible. But man, uh, Jordan Lewis getting a chance to come into this fight to go against uh, Justin Abner. This is gonna be a big time fight. Both these guys are tough. Justin, as we know, coming out of that gym in Alabama with those Rocket City boys, man, is he tough? He's gonna come out there and fight. That's one thing you can always expect from a lot of the guys from Rocket City. They are tough, and they come hard. They come hard, and they come ready to brawl. Jordan Lewis is just as like that as well uh, from the highest in big-time wrestling. It's going to be an exciting matchup between these two. Excited for this co-main event big time. Uh, uh, are we doing picks or not? No, no. You know, I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta lean on it, you can, you can, you can give it. But uh, we're really just kind of uh, batting things around and just, uh, you know, getting everybody's take. Yeah, I ain't picking on nobody. I don't want nobody coming after me. Yeah, I hear you. Hobbs. Uh, yeah, man, I am so excited to see. You look at these two Rocket City guys. I, I'm excited. I'm happy for them. I guess is the word. Not excited. I'm happy for them. Uh, the Rocket City crew, um, you know, competes for Valor a lot, and they're they're tough kids, man. They're hard nosed. But, you know, they're usually up at the, at the top of the card, not the bottom of it. And, and they've, they've kept at it, and they're grinding. They always put on a show, win or lose. And it's so, um, it's so cool to see them headlining this card. You know, they've earned it. They've worked hard. And, um, I mean, shit, uh, you know, not to – started from the bottom, now we're here kind of thing, you know. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're always the opening act, and, and here they are, the finale of this card finally. And uh, it's very well-deserved, and it's it's so cool to see them down there. And then they, they earned it. Um, but, you know, they all, like they say, though, it's one thing to get there. It's another thing to uh, – to, to compete and, and stay there. And, you know, there's no cakewalk waiting for them at the end of this card uh, with Jordan Lewis and especially Brandon McGee. Um, so, uh, you know, with with that spot, there comes a, a, a lot of risk and the risk is those two opponents. These are going to be fun fights. Uh, Justin Jamar, we, we saw what he did last time in the cage and it was nothing short of exciting and phenomenal. He was all over. He looked like, you know, your Nintendo controller when you're jumping around on Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> you know, all the buttons. Yeah. Hit, just hitting the button and just jumping with the one knee up everywhere is, is just like, <laughs> you know, your little, your little man on Nintendo. He was all over the place, jumping over turtle shells on Mario, um, <laughs> So I mean, he has kind of hit hit a, a hit his stride, but uh, Brandon McGee is is going to be a tough one, man. The, again, this is one of those things where there's no hiding what Brandon McGee is going to want to do, and he's going to want to grind this one. He's not going to stand there and try to get flashy and do spinny shit, and uh, you know, and he's not going to want Justin Jamar with that long reach and his athleticism to stay 
kind of uh, at that distance. He's going to want to stay in close and and smother his striking. Um, so it's just again, it's going to be a matter of who imposes the will. Can Jamar, you know, stay light on his feet, move around, uh, keep his distance, keep McGee at the end of his kicks, at the end of his punches, and, and when he rushes him and tries to get that takedown, can he get? Can he sidestep and get away and get out? You know, uh, he's not going to want to. Um, is this okay? This is a five rounder. Okay, cool. He's he's not going to have you know a lot of time to play with and spend a lot of time on his back or against the cage. Um, he's going to have to get his shots. So uh, I think that's kind of Justin's keys to to victory. Um, but I'm like Torres, man. I'm, I'm not I'm not picking anybody on these uh, co-main and main. Uh, I'm just going to sit back and, and freaking enjoy the show. And and being in Chattanooga, too, I mean, we remember last time we were there and those guys came up. Uh, that's not a long drive from Huntsville, Alabama. So they're going to bring uh, they're going to bring a crowd, man. They, they brought a crowd to Nashville even further away in, uh, in July. So, uh, you know, for a co-main and a main event spot, uh, these guys uh, from Alabama are probably going to bring a crew. So uh, it, it could get, definitely get loud uh, these last two fights. All right. Uh, Justin. A little premature, Jeff, as always. Uh, <laughs> since we're just talking about the co-main event, though, uh, Justin Abner, I didn't know much about him until the last fight, man, and Greg told me that that was one of the strongest guys he's ever gone against, uh, which says a lot, and he's going to need it against Jordan Lewis, who's a, a big 170. Uh, Jordan's got great wrestling. Justin Abner's got some wrestling, too, and obviously um, – he trains down there with a bunch of killers. Just his striking is good. He's got good boxing. Um, this is going to be a war, man. I think this is probably uh, going to be one of the one of the more entertaining fights of the night. Um, so uh, yeah, this is one to keep your eye on. Uh, next up, though, we have the main event for the lightweight title, 155 pounds. Justin Jamar, three and one, out of Rocket City. MMA in Huntsville, Alabama, taking on Brandon McGee, four and four out of Gamma in Greenville, Tennessee. All right, this uh, brings us to the end of the line here, and uh, yeah, man, uh, Hobbs really kind of set the table nicely for me. I don't got much more to say than that, but these guys are—it's uh, a battle of styles here. You know, Jamar's come out here and has been really explosive, very dangerous striking. Uh, you know, he's, he's a fan favorite. He, he's gaining fans every time he fights, coming off a big uh, first-round knockout over Cody Stewart before that. Uh, took Tyler Jones the distance, had a had a big one-punch uh, walk-off knockout down in Bammer. So, like, he's he is, uh, you know, he's really on the come-up and, and just an over, and just a good kid. Like, I'm a, I'm a fan of him. Uh, he's, he's one of these guys that uh, has uh, taken a shine to. So, uh, you know, just, just like seeing him uh, do well. And, and put on a show, man. And he's going to have his hands full in this one, though. Brandon McGee's a guy that, even though he's four and four, he doesn't get many slouch fights, man. He's he's constantly fighting at the top of cards, taking on tough guys, fighting for titles. He's a primal combat champion in 145. Knocked off Jaime Vasquez, who had a lot more experience than him. And uh, like Jeff said, he's going to want to grind. He's going to want to use his experience and his physicality to to kind of let Jamar burn and and hopefully in, on his side, uh, you know, burn out in those later rounds, maybe take over. But, uh, you know, Jamar's going to be a handful, um, you know, till that happens. Uh, this is a tough one, tough one to call because, uh, again, McGee's got so much uh, experience at this point and he and he's good at at uh, doing what he wants to do to to to, to and he's smart. Uh, in his game plan. He doesn't usually go out there and fight a bad game plan. So uh, I'm pumped for this one. Whoever wins is going to earn that strap. Uh, we've already heard from Jeff on this one. We'll go to Torres. Hey, hey, for the record, I was away taking a piss while y'all were setting that up. So I, was, <laughs> I, I stepped well, away to use the bathroom because I thought, man, I got plenty of time. <laughs> no, nah, you did good, man. You did, you did good. Uh, we'll go to Torres and then Justin and we'll be done. Um, yeah, man, um, I'm really excited for this main event. Man, this is a big-time fight between these two guys. Brandon McGee, you know, getting that chance to get that title, that 155 lightweight title against a upcoming and a hot prospect right now out of Justin Jamar. I mean, Justin Jamar, man, if anybody saw his last performance, the way he started that fight, coming in hard with that flying knee to the body, I mean, he's a ball of energy. He starts off hot. And if anybody ever, if anybody, you know, really want to remember – you know, we're talking about Tyler Jones, who's also was early on this card. But Justin Jamar also fought Tyler Jones, as we already said. And, man, you know, he gave uh, Tyler Jones some of his hardest competition that he ever had in a kickboxing fight. 
So I'm really excited to see what comes to the table. And then Justin Jamar only lost is to Dontarius Mills. Now we have to, you know, be granted. Brandon McGee, on the other hand, himself, he lost to guys like Dan Bailey, Garrett Sharp, Parker Wadman. All of those guys were former Valor champions, you know. And then he also lost to Sam McAlpin, you know, probably a slight blemish. But, you know, he, he lost and he's starting to grow as a fighter. And the more he keeps growing, the better he's going to get. I'm excited to see him. And he beat Jamie, Jamie Vasquez, who, you know, we just seen beat um, the brother of the guy that came in May. Can't think of his name. Oh, uh, Sam Gertz. Yeah, he's coming off the win over yeah. Sam Gertz. Yeah. So, you know, he beat uh, a lot of quality opponents. So I'm really excited for this matchup between Jamar and McGee. It's going to be really interesting to see how Jamar can keep it on the feet, though. I believe McGee is going to try to take him down, try to get it to the ground a lot. But it's a five round fight. So I'm gonna see how that energy ball out of Jamar can really can really hold up for five rounds. I don't know if it goes for five rounds. I don't think it does. If it does, I give the slight advantage to McGee. But early on, man, those first two rounds, Justin Jamar is a ball of energy and he comes out hot. So Brandon McGee better be ready for those uh that early start. Justin, wrap us up. You think we get five rounds in here? Uh no I don't I, no absolutely not man uh Justin Jamar obviously he is a, a ball of energy and comes out banging from the beginning but man so does Brandon McGee um that's kind of you know has always been Brandon McGee's uh in my eyes uh one of the one of the bigger attributes that he has is biting down on the mouthpiece and just getting in there and throwing and and his chin seems to be tougher uh, a lot of the times you know. And, I feel like the times that he's lost, it's been when he was out grappled. Uh, Justin Jamar's probably not going to go that route. I feel like you're highly likely to see uh, a knockout in this fight one way or the other, whether it be Jamar or McGee. Uh, but this is going to be fireworks, man. I think of the same thing when I think of both these names. All I think is just, you know, an absolute cowboy, just like somebody that just goes in there and fucking gives it out, everything they have. Uh, and I think this is going to be a firefight. This is a great main event. I'd like to see Justin Jamar wear a cowboy hat on that afro. That would be Hell yeah. That'd be a whole new look, man. I can dig <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for our preview uh, and uh, panel for uh, Valor eighty six goes down this Saturday night from Camp Jordan Arena. East Ridge, Tennessee, right around Chattanooga area. And you can get your tickets at fighterticksforthenext.com or you can watch it live on pay-per-view, combatcast.tv. And, uh, hey, thanks so much to, for sitting in with us. Uh, I appreciate our panelists, uh, Justin Watson, Torres Finney, Jeff Hobbs, for joining me. We'll be back next week to recap this motherfucker. Uh, until then, I'm your host, Tim Loy, signing out. Another week of the Valor Hour in the books. See you next week. This week on Crush Performance, we're as excited as you to get back to the ebb and flow of the fall sporting season. And while most people have been fairly active over the summer, we still need to use a little caution as we get back to it. We're joined by Tahisha Nadu, physiotherapist at Advantage Sport Medicine and head therapist for the Saskatchewan Rush of the National Lacrosse League as we discuss what you need to be thinking as we return to sport, not just to reduce risk of injury, but also to improve your performance as the fall season approaches. And I'll discuss how some sports take away more than they give back. It's the return of sport on this week's episode of Crush Performance. Crush Performance with Jeff Cruschel can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.